Welcome to the Time Variance Authority. I'm Miss Minutes, and it's my job to catch you up before you stand trial for your crimes. So, settle in. Now, hang on just a minute. And we'll get you in front of a judge in no time. Who actually believes this crap, sir? I'm going to see your ticket. No. Thanks for visiting the TVA. Don't hesitate to let us know how we're doing. What do you want from me? You put our timeline in chaos. I want you to help us fix it. What could possibly go wrong? Trusting Lokeep is not a good idea. Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And you're looking at the brand new owners of the TVA. For all time, always. Or until we decide we want to dismantle the departments and, I don't know, sell the company off for profit. Yeah, I mean, it can can use a little bit of work, but I think we're going to do some good things with this. (laughs) Good things to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Bad things if we have to. Yeah, you do what you gotta do. For all profits. Always. Always. (laughs) Turns out, getting chased by the TV was the best decision we ever didn't make. Yeah, that's true. We, you know, I ran into some guy, never gave his name. Yeah. Didn't seem to matter. Yeah. He gave me this great deal. Mm-hmm. Signed these papers. You guys can run the TVA. Mm-hmm. They obviously won't be chasing you anymore. Because it'll be you. We'll sweep the whole lamentous incident under the <laughs> under the rug. Yeah. And, uh... He said, go nuts. Yeah. You know? Do, do whatever you feel like it. Yeah. I'm fucking tired of it. <laughs> he did say something about maybe running into him quite more often, but... Yeah. We'll take our chances. (laughs) So, let's get into it, huh? Yes. We are in the season finale of Loki. Episode 6. Yeah, the sixth episode is named For All Time, Always. Clearly, really rubbing it into us that the the motto of the TVA. And it was quite a bit of an episode. I feel like we got more than, maybe maybe a little bit more than we were expecting in some cases. It's weird because this is like an episode that was very conversation heavy. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of action. Yeah. But it does also at the same time feel like a lot happened, at least toward the future of the MCU. Yeah. A lot was unpacked. (laughs) A lot of of implications, if you will. absolutely. Of the future. Yeah. So let's just quickly review what happened in this episode. Uh, Loki and Sylvie entered the castle. Previously, they had enchanted Eliath, the giant smoke dragon, Mm. and they actually got to go into the castle that they revealed, and they learned that the creator of the TVA was waiting for them, and also that Miss Minutes was directly, basically doing this person's bidding. The creator of the TVA calls himself He Who Remains, and... Interesting, that's because Miss Minutes insists on that Yeah, she calls him that... And he's like, creepy, right? But I like it. (laughs) Um, So we'll get a little bit more into the detail later. But basically what happens is uh, he's been orchestrating everything, keeping the universe safe and at peace. And then he's like, "This I've come to the end of my road. This I'm going to give you guys a choice. 
between Loki, Loki and Sylvie are given the option to either take over as the leaders of the TVA or the, the people who run it together, or they could kill him and risk releasing a lot of bullshit and causing another multiversal war due to many other variants of He Who Remains potentially coming out of the woodwork uh, to cause problems here and there and everywhere. Um, Sylvie, of course, ends up doing exactly what I expected, not being able to trust anyone, and decides to kill him. She makes that choice and pushes Loki into a time door, time portal door situation, and he ends up at another, back at the TVA, it looks like, and then eventually we find out it's not the same TVA, he's in a different TVA. Um, As the multiverse is in full effect. Yes. Um, so, in this new TVA, the you don't see the timekeepers, you see just one statue of someone who looks a whole lot like Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> As the person who runs the TVA. And Mobius and B-15 don't know who he is. And so it's a real bummer. Well, very sad in multiple different ways. Mm. Also very, like, poetic, right? Yes. It's, the beginning of this show, you know, Mobius basically tells Loki, your role is to fail. Mm-hmm. You are there to bring others to success, essentially. Yes. yeah. We kind of yeah. see that by the end of this, right? It, yeah. In the end, he... I don't know if you would say failed, but... I guess personally he failed. Yeah, because he grew. He didn't reach Sylvie like he wanted he to. He grew so much as a person, and he grew in general, and and learned a lot of things. And yeah. he wasn't able to break through to Sylvie. Yeah, arguably, the events are not his fault. Correct. He's just being Part impacted by them. Yes. Uh, so that's the basic synopsis of this episode. Yes. Obviously, if you're listening, you should know that. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to jump into He Who Remains first, but now I'm thinking about it. Let's kind of go into Miss Marvel first. Or... <laughs> I was like, that's a, a curveball. <laughs> you guys didn't see her? <laughs> Sorry, I meant Miss Minutes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you brought up a good point, right? Yeah. She was in this castle mm-hmm. of the one in charge of it all. Yes. The entire series, we've seen her helping uh, Renslayer. Yes. Trying to. Find this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Look up files for her. Yeah. She's basically been a, a double agent this whole time, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. She, she's known everything, yes. allegedly. Yeah. And So she's obviously only giving them the information that, that she or he who remains believe they should have. Yeah. And we've talked about whether or not she is fully sentient or not. So does it seem like she is So to this point? I or guess is it, it like, like a Jarvis kind of... I guess Jarvis was considered he was kind of sentient, sentient too. So. <laughs> but she's more than an AI. I think that you're right. I think she has to be some type of sentient because of the whole she still calls me that or whatever situation. So she has like mm-hmm. a mind of her own. Ish. I feel like I took this as like she's like he who remains Wilson. Yes. Like he <laughs> created her as a way to have somebody in his life and then he can also use to navigate and communicate with the TVA yeah. while keeping a down low of who he is and yeah. where he is. Yeah, that's true. It does seem that way. But, so she doesn't necessarily even need a device to travel, right? Because she's no, it just doesn't... a thing. She's just a thing. She's yeah. like a living <laughs> pad thing. What she's a, a living tempad? Tempad, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I wonder, she must have been, she must be created from 
the same technology or whatever, so she can jump throughout time and dimensions, mm-hmm. but not have any extra devices. Do you think she has any kind of independent thinking, though, in the sense... I mean, we kind of have seen that in the last episode where she gives Renslayer, like, a... Kind of like a secret code of... Yes. What about Like, the, a message to, to yeah. delay Sylvie's actions and, yeah. and get some backup in there. hmm So, could she have her own agendas that we have yet to see? We do know that this show is getting a season two. That was basically the end credit of the series yes yeah right which is good to know but kind of bullshit for an end credit scene just saying <laughs> yeah okay um I, but you could argue the whole episode is an end credit scene for the fucking future of the mcu fair enough um <laughs> but i want more damn it <laughs> yeah i feel like with any kind of ai or android sentient being semi-sentient or fully sentient um, you do have that risk of them having thoughts of their own. So I have a feeling that that... She's obviously going to be back, right? Yeah, In so that's capacity. my other question. Is like, how is she tied to him? Because now that Sylvie's killed him... Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she's tied to the bracelet he wears. I think so? Okay. Which, let's just kind of get into him now. Yeah, so yeah let's do that. He Who Remains mm-hmm. is the official title of this guy in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played by Jonathan Majors, yeah. which the huge implication there is he is Kang the Conqueror Yes, in some form, yes. not necessarily the Kang the Conqueror. He's a variant of yes. him. Yeah. So that was an oh shit moment. That was uh, probably yeah. the biggest oh shit moment of this series. Yeah, we like looked at each other immediately because yeah. we were talking about how it was Kang this whole time and people were like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Did, you know, we should probably look this up. The original order of these shows, mm-hmm. what was it supposed to be? Because I think they've changed it. This was... Was Loki ever going to be before anything else? Yes. Because I'm really curious if this was something that would affect how people think of the way these shows are going. Because WandaVision, infamously, it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Right, right. Mephisto had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Okay? So that show, in a sense, trained people, mm-hmm. some people, not everybody, that that's how these shows work. Yeah. I think I've even said in other episodes where I feel like it could be a reverse psychology where they want you to think it's not, Meph- you know, it's not Kang mm-hmm. because of what they did with WandaVision. And then it's going to be Kang because of that. It's like... They're tricking you again. Yes, yeah. Since they got you one way, they're going to reverse it on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, I guess it would work. Whether Loki or WandaVision came first initially. Yeah. Either way, they flip it on you. I know for sure that it's only tangentially related here, but I know that Black Widow was supposed to be before Falcon Winter Soldier. And we were mm-hmm. that was supposed to be the first time we saw, what's her name? Uh, Valentina blah, blah, blah in mm-hmm. the end credits. Okay. So... I mean, it didn't really. It didn't impact really that matter in my opinion, but I'm just movie. trying to put together if that had any, how that would affect the order this was going to be released on. But that's a good question. We should look into that. So when they ask who he is, he goes on to say, "I've been called by many names: a ruler, a conqueror, he who remains, a jerk, but a name's not really important, or something like that." So we still really don't know his name, but he who remains seems to be what we're going with. Yeah, we're heavily, yeah. you know, based off the actor. Yes. Based off these alternate names. Yes. Like, it's clear they are 
pointing fingers that he is going to be a variant of King the Conqueror. Yes, yes. And he lives in the Citadel at the end of time, and he created the Timekeepers and the TVA basically to keep this flow of the sacred timeline that he's isolated because he goes and tells the whole story to Sylvie and Loki because they're like, why? And he's like, basically all of my variants ruined everything for everyone. This is why we can't have nice things. And so I went and I identified the timeline that would make it so that they couldn't come back into this universe. And so he isolated that sacred timeline and kept it safe with the TVA. Mm -hmm. Um, So this gives me... I did have a question about this. Is, does that imply, since Miss Minutes is fitly sentient in some way, right? Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder if the Timekeeper android bullshit robot things uh-huh. were some type of sentient. Or if they were just a pass-through for him to talk. They didn't feel like they were yeah. sentient to me. Yeah. I think they uh, revealed recently that uh, he also did the voices of them. Oh, okay. Not that that changes whether they're sentient or not, but But it would make make more sense, yeah. And then my other thought was it makes me wonder if he ever had actual timekeeper beings that were there and he just replaced Mm -hmm. them with androids. (laughs) Well, you brought up a good point. When we watched the episode, there's four statues. Yes. One of them is broken. Yes. We know there's only three timekeepers. So it's confusing whether there's implications of a fourth being that he was supposedly using or at one point or what but it did seem like they were the same statue of the same character so maybe it's just yeah they supposed looked, to be him they looked timekeeper-esque but they didn't look like the three that we saw mm-hmm. the in the comics there was a fourth timekeeper that was um what do you call it exiled to wherever to earth or something like that and so that could be a reference to that but we i don't know if we'll ever see the ramifications of that scenario or if that's even relevant here maybe it's just an easter egg who knows yeah i mean so far it doesn't seem like the timekeepers were a real thing they just were a made-up storyline yeah a narrative to use in place of him Mm -hmm. and at first i was like well why would you need to even have the timekeepers why not just be like you're the one in charge of the tv Mm -hmm. i guess it's to keep hidden Mm -hmm. and to keep out of the Spotlight, I guess. Oh, right. To not be that, That's a good point. Not to be uh, identified by anyone who happened to be looking throughout time, even if they weren't able to create a branch. But mm-hmm. maybe. That's another question I do have as far as the time traveling and the the multiverse aspect stuff. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. get into that a little bit later. But yeah. um, we did get a lot about this character, right? So he's from the 34, 31st century. Mm-hmm. He created essentially... The ability to travel to another universe mm-hmm. because he learned of universes stacked on each other. Yes. While he was doing this, variants of himself were also doing this. Mm-hmm. They came into contact with each other, started communicating, visiting each yeah. other. Yeah. And it was all nice and peaceful until at some point some variants were like, you know what? I want more out of this. Yeah. And started aggressively taking over areas. Conquering? Conquering, if you will, yes. <laughs> um, and also, this is maybe a reference to in the comics where they have the Council of Kangs or the Inter- Council of Interdimensional Kangs, which, okay, so this is like my mind blown situation whenever I was reading about this. I was like, is that what the Council of Ricks is about, like mm. in Rick and Morty? So you brought that up, and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Apparently, the head writer for Loki also 
was involved in Rick and Morty. So this explains a lot of how this feels like a Rick and Morty show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it just, so probably I'm guessing because these these comic runs have been around for a while that they've probably just read those and thought that that council of interdimensional genius scientists was a fucking great idea to pull with Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love it. So So through all of the variants that wanted to conquer other timelines, uh, he revealed that they basically started a war, mm-hmm. and he found a creature known as Eliath, as mm-hmm. we found out, yeah. uh, that was able to basically destroy the other timelines. Yeah, he called at it... At the very least, neutralize them. Yeah, he called it a, a being made from all the tears in reality, and he was able to uh, weaponize the creature mm-hmm. and use it to consume matter and time, basically. Yeah. Uh, and the lone... Timeline left, and I guess now the sacred timeline, if you will. Yeah. So, what we've learned, essentially, is the propaganda-esque video we get in the first episode of Loki Mm -hmm. that he watches was pretty truthful. Yeah, not entirely wrong. As far as, I mean, as far as he, we are aware, he's not lying. Yeah. It's basically what has happened. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With the exception of the TVA being created as a... Like a, I guess a blinds for his actual right yeah. existence. Yeah, like if it, so the, the difference is that even. yeah, the difference is he's orchestrating it in the background versus these benevolent timekeepers coming mm-hmm. to like keep everyone safe because nobody's gonna believe that just one guy mm-hmm. or they're not as likely to believe that just one guy is like no, I just want to keep everyone safe and we're like no, no, no you're trying to conquer us. <laughs> and also like another reason I guess too why have a fake council of characters versus you yourself is mm-hmm. like it feels less dictatory yes. and more of a group of people who mm-hmm. are voting if you will yeah. on on what should happen you know balance is there it's not my way or the highway exactly yeah that's a good point so he reveals in his conversation with Sylvie and Loki that he knows everything that's going to happen and he can that he's because he says oh you're wondering how I can always avoid you every time you try to attack me um and he knows exactly what they're going to do and when they're going to do it up until a certain point. And they don't understand how he could possibly know. But that's when he tells them the story of how he's designed this timeline. And so he knows everything that's going to happen mm-hmm. because of that. Are we just supposed to believe that the tech that he uses, like with the, you know, the watch thing he has, mm-hmm. obviously that's what spawns the TVA's tech. Are we just supposed to believe that he just invented that? That he... It, is it... Yeah. Something from, like, another world? I'm going to go with he invented it. He's from the 31st century, so I guess yeah. it's implied. It did feel very uh, Wakanda tech mm. to me. Yeah, it did feel very similar. Which was based off an asteroid that hit the planet, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some kind of tie-in. Yeah, that's a good point. To maybe, or maybe, maybe the Wakanda tech is what evolved to be what this is. Oh, maybe. That's also a really good point. I mean, that's something they could tie in later on, you know, mm-hmm. give that, oh, shit, you know, tie in for for the audience movies later. Yeah, that's true. So they're pretty heartbroken at him saying that basically he wrote the path for them to get get to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I, I orchestrate all of that. Like, you, you have no choice in the matter. It was just me laying down the path for you to follow. Of course... Sylvie keeps on the whole, like, well, this is a lie. Like, this, there's no... She mm-hmm. doesn't believe any of it. Yeah, let's get into her. So she 
this whole conversation, her, it's very clear she has one mind track. Yes. It's revenge. Yes. You know, she doesn't want to believe anything he ever says. Mm-hmm. She keep multiple times she tries to stab him until yes. he, that's where he comes out with the whole like, you know, you want to know how I yeah. keep avoiding you? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of red flags, right? To, yes. to the point that we inevitably get to where she just does she, betrays Loki yeah, in a she can't a be reasoned with. She can't trust anyone. Yeah, she's not listening. She's yeah. there for her cause. But to get into, you know, this whole series, we've been wondering, like, what was her Nexus event that got her taken by the TVA? Mm-hmm. It feels like her only crime was existing. Mm-hmm. I it think seems like he groomed her. Well, based on all of the other variants that we saw of Loki, I think her event was that she was born a girl. I don't think it was about her gender. I think it was about her being like relatively like a nice person. Like she Maybe. doesn't because she's not like a trickster in this series at all, right? Yeah, that's true. She's not your typical Loki in that sense. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, when we see her get taken, she's playing with like. Her toys or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and she has like the Valkyries. and Yes. She's saving the day with the Valkyrie toys yeah. and all that stuff. Right. right. So like it kind of implies she is not a evil minded Loki. Right. She's like I want to be the good guy. That's true. So maybe he had her taken just so that he could groom her to be what he needed for this moment. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, if she's spending her whole existence on the run, wanting, or, you know, resentment for whoever did this to her. Yeah. And it also really speaks to her mindset, too, because, like, she, you, you see she was taken when she was, like, what, maybe 10, 12 at most. Way younger, younger than I would say. I was just saying, at most, she's that old. And then, if that's the case, then, and she's been on the run this whole time, then how she probably hasn't had the chance to interact with a whole lot of people to mature emotionally. So mm-hmm. she's got a very childlike sense of, well, you kick my toy, I'm going to kick your toy. You know, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to kick both, two, two more toys. kick all your toys. Yeah. I'm going like, to just break your toy entirely. Yeah. yeah. And then kick it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we kind of talked about that in the past, right? Last episode, she had that moment where she was like, I, I don't have friends. I don't have anybody. And we kind of referenced like, well, it, you know, she's very new emotionally to the idea of like relationships in Mm -hmm. general yeah she's not emotionally mature enough to grow and learn from this and realize it's not all about revenge and to think about the ramifications of her actions Mm -hmm. that she could unleash an actual multiverse war right but it's also entirely possible that she does understand that that's a thing but she just doesn't care because she's gonna live her life the way she's always lived anyways yeah which in her mind doesn't it doesn't her. affect her because she's been always on the run and always fighting something anyway, which is true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you brought up Loki's been trying to like get to her, trying mm-hmm. to reason with her, right? Yeah. She there's a point where she even says, "This whole time you've just wanted the throne. This is yeah. you were just playing me mm-hmm. to get what you wanted." Yeah. And again, he's trying to reason with her, uh, not trying to do that at all. Yeah. He seems to actually believe what he who remains is saying. Yeah. And he, he does have a good point. He's like, no, I'm a liar. <laughs> so I know, like I can tell when somebody's lying because I'm a liar. <laughs> so he does probably have a sixth sense about knowing if somebody's making shit up or not because he's really good at making shit up himself. So it 
it speaks a lot to his maturity to under, for him to understand that he makes a good point. Right? He's like, you know, even even if that's even if he is lying, what what if what about the chance that he's not? You know, like there's never a hundred percent either way. So you would have to think about what's the greater risk. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously at that point in his life and like journey where he understands that, and she's still like. Revenge, revenge, stab, stab. His idea is the lesser of evil. So yes, I, exactly. You know, basically they're given this opportunity of you guys take over the TVA. It's mm-hmm. basically what he who remains is selling them. Yeah. You guys take it over. I'll go retire. Mm-hmm. You guys can live both your lives however the fuck you want mm-hmm. together. We'll fix the timeline that you guys can exist and avoid these other timelines from clashing with us and potentially conquering and causing destruction yes. everywhere. Yes. Or you can kill me and that stuff's going to happen and you're going to have to deal with it afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Isn't there a third option though? Is there? They could kill him and then still do the TVA. TVA. Like why is that not an option in their head? That's true. I guess you're right. But I guess maybe they would need, in theory, they they would need him to help them take over. I, I guess the idea is Sylvie doesn't want that. No, yeah. She just wants her revenge. She, I mean, for her to then take over the, the very thing that she, like, despised, I right. guess, would be going against her entire moral compass. Yes. If you would call it that. Yeah. But I found it very interesting with Loki that we do see the growth of this character. Yeah. You know, for a little while in the series, I was like, I, feel, I just don't feel like we're getting that growth we've got with the same character in the yeah. movies. Yeah. But here, I think, is where it really shines that he's learned something and he's taken a breath to like really think about who he is and what he wants yeah and that seems to be her yeah does (laughs) or himself yeah he's so in love with himself he needs to physically have that in his life yeah (laughs) but whatever it is they do have they at least it seems like they have this little this bond Mm -hmm. obviously it seems he's a little bit a little stronger on his end than it is on hers because she still has this, I don't have anyone feel. She's been that way for so yeah. long. It's hard for her to adjust. I think. And even he who remains says, like, you you, uh, you can't trust anybody. Yeah. And, you know, we can't see that here, right? Yeah. We do get that moment where it does look like Loki got through to her mm-hmm. and reasoned with her when she yeah. wants to kill him. But she does the Loki thing, yeah. which ironically makes her more like Loki than they've kind of gave us the narrative of she's different than all of us. Yeah. She seems to be very much the same now that yeah. we've seen what she did. Yeah. So she throws Loki, like you know, I think you referenced earlier, she throws him in a time... The time door. Time door mm-hmm. and gets him out of the picture so that she can get her revenge, right? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Was her intent to do this what caused the multiverse to start branching? Because we see it happening while they're all there just having a conversation. Yeah. Is that the event that happened? Was him knowing and just like is it just like this aura of her intent that's creating it to bubble up before her actual attack of killing him or was it something else triggered this multiversal branching i think it has to do with ravana and we'll talk about her in a minute but i think it has to do with her doing something okay let's get into her then yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) Um, so obviously we talked about how we were pretty, it's pretty clear that Miss Minutes was withholding information from her and only giving her information that he who remains wanted her to have. Mm -hmm. 
Which is... Last episode, we had her tell Miss Minutes, get me everything you have on the beginning of time. Yeah. And she's like, the person who created all this is at, in danger and I need to help them or whatever. And then Miss Minutes finally gets her... Which Miss Minutes would know that's a fucking lie. Yeah. Because she's in full she's contact with them. Yeah, she's like, well, okay, that's bullshit, but sure. Um, so she ends up taking a million years to give her the whatever the files. And then it turns out she gives her files and... She's like, this isn't what I asked for. And she's like, well, this is all he said. This is this is what he said. You'll he said you would need this more. You'd like this more, or something like that, right? She said he, and then Ravana's like, who? Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> it was this will be more useful to you. Yes. In the sense of it helps his agenda. Mm-hmm. But Miss Minutes essentially reveals to her mm-hmm. that I have been in contact with him, and I know things that you don't. Yes. Uh, so surprisingly, she didn't question that as much as you thought she would. Yeah. I guess Miss Minutes didn't give her really much of a chance. She just was like, bye-bye. All right, bye. See ya. Um, so my question about that is, do we think that He Who Remains sensed what was going on with Sylvie and that she wasn't going to be able to come around and let him live and that she was going to kill him and then he somehow subconsciously communicated with Miss Minutes to give Ravana that information? I think it might be a, he just had a backup plan in, ca- okay. in case, maybe. Okay. I don't know. But okay. that's how I would take it, is he just had a backup plan. Just in case. Got just it. in case. Okay. Something did change. Because um, it seems like the whole plan was for Sylvie to take over, right? It seems like he was grooming her to come inevitably, and I guess at the very least take over, if not kill him. Yeah. And take over. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Because what doesn't make sense is if he's trying to protect this whole avoidance of the multiverse. Yeah. Why would he want her to kill him and yeah. then have it start then? Yeah. It's very confusing. And I'm not, even, I'm not even quite sure at this point if Loki was intentional or if that's considered a unexpected variable that, that happened in the, this whole sequence. Because he refers to Loki as a flea on the back of a dragon. At one mm-hmm. point in their conversation. Yeah. After talking about Sylvie and her journey and how she was basically meant to be here. Yeah, that's true. So maybe he was just a side effect. Mm-hmm. So back to Renslayer. She clearly has a, an agenda. Mm-hmm. So we do see her in her office. Mobius shows up. Mm-hmm. He's back from... The Void. The Void, thank you. And... He basically confronts her saying, you know, I'm back, bitch, and I'm here for my revenge. (laughs) Yeah. See how you do in the void. Yeah. Uh, Turns out she's a lot better at fighting close quarter combat than Mobius. Yeah. So she wasn't much of a threat. She was a hunter and he's an analyst, so there's... Okay, valid point, valid point. (laughs) But she kind of revealed an interesting side of her. Like this whole time we're seeing her as like this villain. And in her head... She's trying to keep the order because there's clearly a reason. Yeah. Even blindly finding out that somebody else is in charge, not these three lizard people. Yeah. You know, she still has her faith in the company, if you call it that. Yeah, she's like, there has to be a reason. There's got to be an important reason and a good reason why this was all a thing. Yes. And I think that says a lot about her character being able to blindly follow that still. Looking for answers. Yes. But at the same time, she's also very devastated at the idea that she has no free will of her own. Yes. She even referenced only one person has free will, and that's the one in charge. Yeah. And that's who she's looking for. Yeah. 
presumably to figure out if she can get that free will herself. Yeah. <laughs> so it's revealed here in this episode, finally, where that pen came from that Mobius questioned her about um, in, I don't know, one of the earlier episodes. And it, we find out that she's actually a variant of someone who's from Fremont, Ohio, and works at that high school. <laughs> yeah, she was like a, like a principal, a principal or, or a teacher. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where Hunter B-15 comes into play in this episode, right? Yes, yeah. Mobius clearly freed her. Yes. She lures the other Minutemen into that time mm-hmm. to, to chase her down and then reveals to them, you see, dumb fucks? Yeah. Like, Renslayer <laughs> was a variant. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Judge okay. Renslayer, what are you doing here? <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing in my office? <laughs> so it's an interesting little tag team that Mobius and B-15 have going, and I'm, mm. I'm hoping it works really well in their favor. But it does. we still do have questions of um, what do we think is going to happen to Ravana Renslayer after she because she takes off she's like oh I'm in search of free she will she basically get, yeah she packs a bag yeah. downloads these like files which are presumably what Miss Minute was, was told her. to give her yes so whatever those files are have some importance to her actions right mm-hmm. going forward yeah um I'm in the camp of she's the one responsible for the what we see as the the branching the branching causing the nexus event or whatever yeah. going into the red yeah i fully don't like i know people want like think that it's this thing about the two lokis having this love together mm-hmm. and yeah they kind of did this whole bit with that lamentous episode yeah. of them causing some nexus event with yeah. their love but i feel like they were just having a conversation i don't see anything that was happening in that moment that would have spawned this happening because they were it was happening before anything really should have affected it yeah and so i really think that ravana Lorenzlayer went to a time or a location or something with info from those files mm-hmm. here's my theory i think maybe she made a either a deal or unknowingly helped a variant of kang mm-hmm Probably the Conqueror version. Yeah. Where that helped him get access to this location by causing such an extreme event that was not supposed to happen according to them. Mm-hmm. You know, cause it a significant branching. Right. That's where I think it's going. I, can I think see that. she's the one at fault, not anything Sylvie or Loki did. Yeah, I think for that branching that's happening while they're in uh, He Remains office, mm-hmm. they're not doing anything at that point. So it makes sense that it's someone else that did it. I totally agree. It's just a question of who did she meet and what did she do? Yeah. Um, we do know from the comics that she is like a love interest of Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe they're going that route and they're going to have that kind of a relationship. I don't necessarily know if it would be romantic, but maybe she made like a deal with that version. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, she also has no clue who is in charge. Yeah. So... Anybody who shows up and says, oh, yeah, I'm in the one that's in charge. You're, I'm the one that you've been dealing with. Yeah. She's gonna potentially like, okay. going to believe it, right? Yeah. Because she has no reason not to. Yeah. Unless she will know based off of her time pad that she's in the wrong time or timeline. I don't yeah. know. But if the stuff she has on file is different than the beginning of time, then I don't, I guess we don't really know. 
But if anything she has is about the beginning of time, that would make a lot of sense that she would find other variants of this he who remains, right? Yes, yeah, that's that's true. If it's the beginning of the sacred timeline, Mm -hmm. then there will be multiple potential Kang variants present, at least initially. So I have a question. At some point, Renslayer says that she feels Mobius betrayed her. What did... Why does she think he betrayed her? It's like a, a friendship loyalty type of betrayal is what she's getting at. Like, she specifies, you know, we've been working together for eons. Which yeah. really dates how fucking old the TVA is. And yeah. how long they've been doing this. Yeah. Of course, keep in mind, that time is irrelevant, right? Yeah. He could have been taken from the 90s or yeah. her from whatever, 2000s. Yeah. And it doesn't matter because they could They're be around forever. Yeah. Uh, I think her point was... We've had a long history and a long relationship doing this together. And then a couple of Lokis show up, you barely know, mm-hmm. and you side with them over me Got about it. who's right and wrong in, like, as far as okay. the TVA. Okay. I think it, it was more of a personal betrayal rather than okay. like he actually betraying her. Right. Okay. So let's talk about where Loki ended up. Okay. <sighs> I mean... As far as we're aware, it's the TVA, right? Yeah, it sure looks like the TVA. I feel he. I feel. Like I mean, he technically, got... it's a TVA. He ended up in the TVA. It is a TVA. Sylvie was very polite and was like, yeah. "You know what? I'm gonna bring you back to where you came from." Yeah. So I have several questions. One: Do you think Sylvie knew that she was sending him to a different TVA? Mm. Because I feel like it's the first I time don't. she's used the bracelet. No, so it's I probably don't. An well, accident. maybe. Okay. The only reason I would say yes, she knew, is if she thought. What I'm doing is going to cause a huge betrayal, and I know that, and I don't want him to come back after me. Okay. So maybe in her thought, putting him in a different timeline mm-hmm. would prevent him from reappearing and having to face the consequences. Okay. Or just <sighs> keeping him away from her so she doesn't feel like she has to kill him. Right. To pr- protect her whatever... Whatever weird thing she's got going she's on. She's planning to do next. Yeah. Yes. The only reason I would say no is if maybe it's possible that she did send him to what she thought was just the TVA. Mm-hmm. And then because everything's out of fucking whack, maybe mm-hmm. a branch hit at the right time or wrong time, yeah. wrong location. Yeah. Right when he went through and it fucking redirected him That's to true. a different timeline. That's also very much possible. It was just a, a random event that he went there. Yeah. Or she doesn't even know where she fucking sent him. That's it was true. just random. In that sense. That's a good point. It she could have just, just been opened a portal. She wasn't necessarily looking. She could have just yeah. been like, do, 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 do. And then. Yeah. I don't know why it sounded like Mario underground. I just felt so bad for Loki in, in these this scene because at first he's so dejected after being betrayed by her mm-hmm. and he truly thought he was getting through to her yeah they had that kiss yep. you know that moment yeah uh, which is a further proof that i don't think they had anything to do with the cause of this the whole thing because yeah. they kissed after it was already starting yeah that's true and then he's obviously very sad about that situation then he finally gets up and wanders around and is looking and finds mobius and b15 and starts to tell them things and then he realizes they don't know who he is either Oh, that was crushing. God, it was so sad. I felt so bad. 
So he's just basically going to be a prisoner again, right? Like, what what happens now? It, it, I mean, essentially, he's start starting over again. He's at, he's back in episode one, right? He he shows up. TVA is like, "Who the fuck are you?" At first, I think he's just a uh, analyst or something, right? Yeah. And then yeah. we see Hunter B fifteen calling for backup. Mm-hmm. Ground, you know, boots on the ground. Yeah, we need you at our location, aka. We have somebody we need to interrogate again or whatever. So I guess the question is, are these, are these from a different timeline or is it the same ones that now have a different perspective because of everything changing? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Or are they the same and then they've just already had their memories wiped or whatever happened originally? Oh, that's a good point because also, mm, no, I think it's a different timeline. That's the safest bet. Okay. Uh, Otherwise it would be like, kind of like you said, it could be the same timeline, but events have changed. But mm-hmm. if that's the case, that gets murky with the whole end game time travel and all that stuff and how that would affect this. And Yeah, it's also confusing because you know what I just realized? They're like, calm down. You're an analyst, right? Like, they don't recognize that he's a Loki. So what does that mean for the TVA they've been running, they've been working for? That they don't, reco- is... that they don't recognize a Loki? Maybe that's the one she's from. Maybe that's where Sylvie's from. Okay. So there is no Loki there because she's no longer in that timeline. The the other question, too, is when is he sent to? Yeah. He could be sent to the same TVA, theoretically, that he knows, but Mm -hmm. before he ever met them. Right. Therefore, they wouldn't know who he is. True. In that sense. Yeah. They could be earlier versions of the same variant. Potentially. But that statue of what we see is Kang the Conqueror is the only thing that implies it's a different timeline. Yeah. Which I think would make this a lot better, you know. I've said it. I think you've said it. At some point in these reviews, Loki is not going to have a happy ending. No. And he did not get it, and it was very clear. That was yeah. that was inevitable, yeah. right? How dare you quote Thanos. <laughs> Loki is inevitable. <laughs> Yeah, this is a pretty sad ending for him. So now we, we're seeing a variant, well, this, we're going to call it a variant, but the Kang person, who's now like the leader of the TVA, right, definitely looks more like comics Kang the Conqueror, without the helmet, but mm-hmm. like the outfit, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very clearly like a Kang situation. Yes. So what does, what do we think that the events of the extremely branchy timelines it's weird because they kind of look like arteries like mm-hmm. like, like blood vessels as they're branching to become capillaries and all that i thought it was pretty crazy yeah or just like tree roots like okay same same idea yeah um less bloody yeah <laughs> um so what do we think that all of that means for the fate of the mcu and like where where we're going from here well i mean as far as a king storyline i think what we're expecting, at least in my mind, is we're going to get a lot of versions of Kang introduced throughout different properties. Yeah. You know, we already know that we're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with Kang the Conqueror, or with a version of Kang, mm-hmm. right? I would like to think that's Kang the Conqueror, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if we, you know, because... If they make him the next Thanos, which I would think they are doing because he's yeah. a big character to not do that with. Yeah. If they're going that route, especially with time travel, that's like a huge mind fuck, mm-hmm. you know, ability to have. Yeah. I 
I would think that they would have different variants of him that are kind of like, I guess, a Loki version or type thing where they're just like constantly around, fucking around, messing with things. Yeah. They aren't necessarily good or evil. Yeah. But they're always there. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get different takes on him. And that way, you know, you can have Jonathan Majors always playing a character and it'll be really fun to see him do different versions, right? Mm-hmm. Different. Yeah, definitely. Different personalities of a character. Yeah. That's a variant. Yeah. And then it all leads up to the end. Kang the Conqueror is the big baddie. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they have to all work together to take this one down. Which it seems the only possible scenario would be what we see he who remains doing, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we're talking time travel, Mm -hmm. we're talking multiple timelines. The way he explained it was like, everything's going to come back. All these... Timelines that were pruned in that original war will now be back. So if that's the case, even if you kill this king, Mm -hmm. the Conqueror version. Yeah. Assuming he's the only threat of the kings. Yeah. There's still versions of him on different portions of that timeline. Right. That could still be a threat. Yeah, that's true. There's many different versions of a king out there. Mm -hmm. Um. The other thing to consider, too, is that, at least I believe it's in the comics, at some point in the comics, Kang Kang the Conqueror teams up with Fantastic Four to take down Immortus. So, okay, that's a possibility for later down the road, because if we're supposedly getting a Fantastic Four movie. They could do a whole wild card 180 on us, too, and, you know, lead everybody to believe that Kang the conqueror is the villain Mm -hmm. and maybe in the end whatever happens happens and we find out that he who remains was the villain yeah and how maybe he is the conqueror one and he did conquer yeah you know maybe he was the bad guy see that's the one thing we could find out later on that that was the case there's a possibility that he is because i feel like if he who remains really wanted somebody to take over for him he wouldn't have recruited sylvie because he had to know that she wasn't going to be able to be mature enough to let go of her revenge. Right? But at the same time, if he is the villain one, if he is the conqueror one, yeah. why would he want her to kill him and then free those other timelines? That's what I'm wondering. It's, like that. it's, it's complicated. So. The, here's an option, which I'm just now thinking of. Okay. What if he's in prison there? What if the sacred timeline around him is a prison? Oh, oh shit. Because people have said, you know, I didn't really get this take. I want to watch it again. But I've seen online and people I've talked to say he seems like he's happy. He's excited Mm -hmm. about the idea of being killed and the timelines Mm -hmm. uh, doing their thing. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, he does seem a little happy about that. Like, if his whole existence was to prevent that from happening, why is he, like, very content with the idea that he's no longer going to exist and everything's going to get fucked. Yeah. That's an option. One explanation is that he's just been there so long he's like delirious. And he's like, I don't give a fuck what happens. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> reminded me of like Willy Wonka. Yes. And, uh, you know, and that's a lot a of a lot of themes of Willy Wonka, Wizard of Oz, those yes. kind of kooky journeys, right? Yes. And this series. The more I think about it, I kind of like the idea that he is imprisoned there mm-hmm. and he's just trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Because if he does have this whole in reincarnation thing, then that means that he would theoretically then come back and then be free. So 
that would allow him to do what he wants to do. Yes. And then conquer the other ones. Yeah. With a second chance. Yeah. That's true. Even if he's not imprisoned, though, if he created this or it was created to keep the sacred timeline separate, maybe over time he grows bored and he wants to go conquer other timelines now. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So do we think that the events of Loki are in, like, are, are we still in the MCU here? Like, like the R MCU that we know from the movies? Or are they in an alternate universe? Or how many fucking universes are there? I'm torn with that. <laughs> so many questions. Well, the, everything about the time travel mm-hmm. and, and just multiverses in this really... One minute I think I have a handle on it and a grasp of what's happening. And then I'm like trying to explain it to myself or to somebody else. And then I go, wait a minute. And then I just don't think I understand it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I should probably be doing this podcast for sure. <laughs> I am under the suspicion that when Loki was taken by the TVA, he was taken to a different timeline. Okay. I think the TVA, which actually then kind of falls in line then with different universe. He who remains is the conqueror one. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is I don't think it's the MCU. I think it's a different universe that he was brought to and that he's this whole series takes place in is, is them in is a different universe. The not prime universe. Is that what they call it? The prime universe? I think people usually refer to that in fiction where there okay. are multiple universes. I just call it the MCU. Yeah. That's fine. I, I mean, I guess technically are all the technically MCU. Technically it's all MCU. But like, yeah. it's, you know, the MCU of what's happened up to this point. Right, right. Um, but here's why I think that. Because in the beginning of this show, we see, or this episode, we see them leaving a universe. You know, we're hearing all these different voices. Mm-hmm. You know, some familiar, some historical figures. And then going into another one, which is where the castle is. That yes. he who remains is. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that means that they've been in a different universe this whole time. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because if that's where that is, then you think that the TVA that works for the the guy in that castle would also be in that same universe. Yes. So maybe that's the universe Sylvia's from. Maybe. No, that wouldn't make sense. No, I think that's when Loki's from, or the, the kid Loki is from. Kid Loki, yeah. Which would make sense to me. Yeah. So what I feel like I understand the time travel situation, but then I also, then I get really confused when it comes to multiple universes and how one singular time stream can work. See, this is what gets fuzzy because <laughs> this is what I'm going to try to explain it, how I think it makes sense. Okay. They're saying there's a singular timeline, but I think they're saying that in the sense of what we believe should be a thing. Yes. I don't think there's actually a singular timeline. Okay. I think the others maybe still exist, but they are not being able to connect to this one. Therefore, they can't interact. Okay. Okay. That's how I'm taking it at this point because we're seeing, it goes back to my whole, like, I don't understand how there's different variants if you're saying there's only one timeline that exists. Mm -hmm. That means that other variants wouldn't exist because there's no other timelines. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's a question of Marvel needs to explain what's the difference between a multiverse, a universe, a timeline, Mm -hmm. you know... 
is there definitions of what these things are? Yeah, somebody needs to do, I need to look and see if this exists already, but one of those like 90 minute YouTube deep dives mm-hmm. <laughs> to like, where there's like whiteboards and shit involved, like to be like, this is what this is and all that. Cause like, I feel like this really needs visual representation as yeah. well. It's very confusing. I did also find out uh, that apparently Feige, I think there's even articles about like him having like been quoted about what he's done, but apparently he had meetings with people about the rules of what the multiverse is and, and like basically the, the, the laws of how it works. Really? Okay. How much fun would that be to yeah. be sitting in on that? Just like... In the corner, quietly listening yeah. in on like how they how they've decided the decide rules. what is and isn't allowed as far as fictional storytelling. That's pretty crazy. That's like a thing that I I hope I just hope that they have these kind of things recorded. Like yeah. they are recording these in advance, and so like ten years from now when they're done with this entire phase. Four, phase five, maybe mm-hmm. even up to six yeah. of what is related to the multiverse. Yeah. They then can drop, whether it be a documentary on Disney Plus or yeah. just some kind of a thing to just, you know, deleted scenes type esque yes. bonus features exactly. in a DVD. I don't know why it's a DVD, Blu ray or. <laughs> we know what you meant though. <laughs> uh, you know, like something I think that I think there's a good amount of people who would love to watch something like yeah, that and, totally. and learn the mindset of how they think and how they create these worlds. Yeah, definitely. That just sounds great to me. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun to understand how the, what their thought process is. And, and I will say, I I am fully confident that Spider-Man, No Way Home, is it? Mm-hmm. I'm fully I am fully believing that that's going to have the Spider Verse and. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. I know we've had plenty of things that kind of suggest that already, but mm-hmm. like just watching Loki, I'm like, okay, so that's happening. That has to happen. Yeah, totally. I would be shocked if this isn't what happened. When when Sony and Marvel's contract ended and Sony was like, see ya. Yeah. You know, and it was this big dramatic thing. Uh-huh. Spider-Man's no longer in the MCU, right? Yeah. I would not be shocked if... Feige went to Sony and was like, here's what we have planned. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do for you. Yeah. We're going to give you the multiverse. We're going to let you use that to bring in your old Spider-Man properties Mm -hmm. and make more money off of something you already have. Yeah. Because it's now going to be stamped under Marvel Mm -hmm. and people would then flock to it again. Mm -hmm. Or you'll sell it to another generation of people who never saw those movies because Mm -hmm. they're too young. Yeah. I guarantee that's what happened. And, and they're so like, was like, well... Okay, I guess we'll make another contract with Spider-Man <laughs> in the MCU. Yeah. Bringing us where we are now. Yeah, exactly. So, I am so lost with like... what Because the multiverse would have to exist already, right? Because if yeah. you think about it, the whole event with Endgame where Captain America, Steve Rogers, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. went back to Peggy, right? Yes. It would have to exist in order for him to go back and live his life with Peggy again. Because that would drastically change the timeline. Making it its own thing. That's a good point. So, if we're to believe that the everything but the one timeline was erased. Yeah. Or pruned or whatever you want to refer to it as. Mm-hmm. 
that means he would not exist because he would have been there. Yeah. Or he couldn't have gone there because it wouldn't exist. Yeah. So I guess it's a question of, is there separate timelines that are like the alpha timeline? Mm -hmm. Like they are like each multiverse's timeline and then they have branches of their own that are sub-timelines that can exist as variants as long as they aren't drastically different. Mm -hmm. That's the question, I guess. (sighs) Yeah. The other thing that I did see somebody online suggested that perhaps... Remember in the early, maybe episode one or two, the TVA in the background, you could see a woman who looks a lot like Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, someone suggested that potentially he didn't actually get to spend his life with her. He ended up having to do something with the TVA or whatever because they were like time criminals because of their branching bullshit. Oh, yeah. They should do like a Bonnie and Clyde thing where yeah. they're on the run <laughs> yeah. from the TVA. I think that's quite a bit of a stretch, but some kind of situation like that. Is an interesting thought. I think that was just more of an Easter egg. Yeah. To get the fans stirring on whether or not that was her. I don't think that was like take meant to be taken literal that she was potentially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, but the the whole uh, your your point about Steve Rogers going back in time and spending mm-hmm. his years with Peggy Carter like that really doesn't make sense that the TVA would be okay with it because it would change a million things. Yeah. It definitely. It, yeah. it will change everything. So yeah. who was who was Captain America? Yeah. Who was you know recovered from the ice? Yeah. And then working with the Avengers, nobody, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. that changes literally everything that happens in the MCU in that sense. Yeah. Here's another question I have for you: Is the MCU implied to be correctly what happened before the events of this series? Because if time is irrelevant. Yeah. In what's happening here, then theoretically that means anything that happened in the MCU from, let's say, the first movie, Iron Man, forward, could have been something implied to be affected by the multiverse that happens in this series. Yeah, that's fair. We don't necessarily know. And obviously that's up to Marvel to be like, you know what, we're going to retrospectively change that to like, oh, that's because of the multiverse war now. And then they can go and make another property of the same character and be like, this is really what it should have been. And that'd be an easy way to milk characters and make alternate versions and and bring in money over and over. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Where do we think this is all leading to, though? Is it just fighting off Kang and then we're good? Or is there something bigger? I feel like there's got to be... It's not... We're not only being led towards Kang. Like, Kang is a thing, but... It's too, there's too much more that sh- needs to happen. It's it's too simple mm-hmm. for them to do it that way. I feel like it, there's got to be another, <laughs> there's a situation where we're like on WandaVision, we're like, it's Mephisto, it's Mephisto, it's not Mephisto, now it's hella complicated. Mm-hmm. And that's what's now, so funny was watching WandaVision, I'm like, oh, they're going, the, everything's going to be the magic characters, right? Everything's yeah. about magic and that yeah. the theme of the, the movies and shows they all be magic and alternate dimensions and stuff like that. And now we're watching this. I'm like, Oh, the whole theme's now going to be time travel. And yeah. like, it's just like, I have no idea. They, yeah. You know, they're branching all of these. Yeah. Um, that, you know where it's going is a multiverse of madness. That's very true. That is very true. 
I've heard people bring up uh, Secret Wars, and mm-hmm. I've been very pro. That's a great idea. I think Secret Wars would be a great avenue to explore with mm-hmm. this whole setup. Mm-hmm. That's an easy way to bring in alternate versions of characters if they want, or mm-hmm. just cameos from characters that aren't necessarily with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's something they that could do over the next few phases, right? It took three phases to get to Infinity War and Endgame. So I guess the next three phases, presumably, maybe even less. Yeah. Because I think there had been things where they said that they're going to be shorter phases from now on. Not phases, but shorter arcs, I guess, potentially. Mm. Yeah. Um, what about, we know we're getting X-Men, we know we're getting Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Are they tying Fantastic Four to Kang as far as... Kang the Conqueror was presumably a... Or there was variants of Kang that were related to Reed Richards. Yeah. Are we getting that is, or are they going a different route? I feel like we could easily still get that because Fantastic Four is so far away still. And because mm-hmm. of the nature of Kang and his variants, we still have a, plenty of opportunity for different characters to show up or not show up. Mm-hmm. And if they are in a different timeline, let's say that he is related... Let's say the Kang character they use is related to mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four. Okay. That still gives them the opportunity to use the Fantastic Four from a different timeline and still incorporate them, right? Because they would then be tied to not just Kang, but just the effect of the multiverse. That's true. Yeah. Um, as far as the X-Men and all that stuff, I'm really curious if they're going to just bring them in as they were on a different timeline? Are they going to be Fox, or are they going to be a hybrid of some Fox characters and then new characters? you think Marvel would want to go a new route, right? They yeah. want to do their own take, so they don't want to just take what's already there, necessarily. Yeah. They'll, they'll pluck what they enjoy. Yeah. I know I've heard people say that, like, whoa, well, what if Ralph Boner from WandaVision is actually Quicksilver from the Fox universe? He just doesn't know it. Yeah. I don't know if I really have stake in that one. Yeah. Uh, but it does have me wonder, is WandaVision in... Is it tied to the multiverse in the sense of, like, this could be an alternate timeline? Or is this the one that we know of the MCU? Mm-hmm. I'm really curious if stuff like that is going to happen where we're going to think it is just our prime universe, as you called it. Or if it's going to be another timeline that we find out later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the TVA also brings up a lot of questions as to why they didn't give a shit about the whole WandaVision situation either. Uh, I found that very odd, too. Yeah. And I guess if they... Unless, like you said, time doesn't really... We don't really know how much... What time... When this is taking place. Because time is not relevant in the end of time. So, if... They, yeah. If it's already after the branching starts, then of course they're not going to give a shit. Or if it's in a universe like at the end... Well, I mean, presumably there's multiple TVAs at this point, right? With presumably. what we've seen. Mm-hmm. And that's another whole question uh, we've had about the series. Is the TVA in the quantum realm? Do yeah. we still believe it's in the quantum realm? Or has this changed us if there are multiple... TVAs. I think it still could be because... I can, think can there be multiple quantum realms? Does every universe have its own quantum realm? That's the... Yeah, see, that's a good question. Because if this is all about, like, universes stacked upon universes, like, each universe could have its own quantum realm. Or more than one, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, 
The other thing, too, is... And that would fall in line with how this could be the TVA in the Quantum Realm and explain how Kang the Conqueror isn't there, but then in Ant-Man and the Wasp, he is potentially there. Because if it's a different timeline... Yeah. And then also... Again, we see us leave the MCU and go into this one. Yeah. And I wonder if the Quantum Realm is going to be a way to travel between universes as well. Like you can travel from one Mm -hmm. Quantum Realm to another. Okay. So like the Quantum Realm is like a hub... Between timelines? Yeah. Like a nexus. But because they (laughs) separated themselves, Mm -hmm. they were not impacted by it. Yeah, I don't know. In the timeline that we see Loki in this series. It's a half-baked theory. I'm just... It it could work. It's got potential. Especially if, you know, like I said, we don't know where Loki is necessarily Mm -hmm. or when he is. Yeah. So, for all we know, he... Or he is in a different timeline. Yeah. You know, he, he uses a Tesseract escapes 2012 in his mcu time yeah Yeah. but the tva doesn't necessarily bring him back to the same timeline for their organization right i'm really liking this idea i'm gonna be honest with you yeah i hope i'm right yeah (laughs) do we see loki in thor um i'm gonna go with no okay we are getting season two where do we think that's gonna land as far as Oh, we don't have a release, but like, do you think it'll just be like next year sometime? I think it'd be a couple years from now. I feel like next year would be reasonable because it might serve as the. It's, it's completely possible they've like been recording or filming mm-hmm. season two like ongoing since season one, and mm-hmm. we just don't know, right? Yeah. We also know that Kate Heron apparently is not coming back for season two. She has said that, as far as she even knew, it was only going to be a one season thing. Mm-hmm. She she found out it was season two was happening later on okay um so she has no plans to come back apparently well that's which means the entire theme and tone of season two could be completely different it's true of i mean which it should be right if it's it presumably more dark since yeah. everything that's happened mm-hmm. uh so it'll be really interesting to see what they go what route they go with this yeah what would you want to see in a season two I'm assuming more Loki variants. More Loki variants. I would also like some more information on Miss Minutes and what she does now yeah. after the effects. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also want to see uh, Mobius ride a jet ski. Okay. I still, I'm still waiting for yeah. that. Yeah, riding a jet ski being like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think even if it wasn't written in for season two to have him on a jet ski. Mm-hmm. It is now. Like, yeah. we've had so many people demand this. Yeah. I'm shocked it didn't happen at the end of season one, to be honest. They just filmed, like, a last-minute mid credit scene of him on a jet ski. Yeah. Saying, <laughs> wow. Wow. I would like to see variants of other characters that we already know. Other Avengers mm-hmm. or yeah. just bigger characters, you know. It doesn't necessarily even be the, need to be the same actors. Right. But give me different variants of those characters. Yeah. What I also want to see is, let's bring back classic Loki. I do not believe he died. I do not believe that. And I think that's intentional, that they left him out so that they could bring him back in season two as, oh shit. Okay. Um, I'd love to see more kid Loki. Yeah. Um, But I definitely want to see different variants that have bigger roles. Yeah. I agree. I think having more variants of different characters that we haven't seen... Would be very interesting. As well as maybe... 
I don't I don't know if it's implied that uh, President Loki and all of those people died after their little battle, but I think it'd be interesting to see more of what they're doing. <laughs> you think we'd get uh, <laughs> President Loki with like a hook? Yeah. <laughs> in season two, that would be I would be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Alligator Loki, obviously, people would probably want to see. Yes. A little bit bigger, more yeah. grown. Yeah. Unless that's him full size, I don't know. <laughs> um, also, obviously, for obvious reasons, we, I want to know where Ravona went. That, I mean, that's a huge lingering question, yeah. right? Like, and that's obviously got to be a huge yeah. part of season two, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. So I guess my question for you is what's happened here leading into a season two. Is season two going to directly tie to... The continuation of the Kang story, if that's what they're doing, or is it going to basically just kind of steer into other characters having their own stories that aren't necessarily directly tied to Kang? I think it's probably going to like be more is Loki like... still going to be connected to this whole ordeal, or is he going to just kind of do his own thing now? Well, mm. I think he has to remain connected to it, but I think it'll be. There was a lot of build up towards who's the villain, who's the villain, who's the villain, and now that we kind of kind of know who the villain is i think it'll play a little bit less of a major role mm-hmm. there'll be more of these side quests if you will are you surprised that we got an actual implication that kang is the villain as opposed to wandavision just being like gotcha <laughs> um no i'm not surprised i was expecting it i i'm glad they did it i mean so how are they gonna do with the rest of the like series that they have like are they gonna like it's going to be one way or the other, right? It's either they're tricking you and it's not that character. Yeah. Or they're just being honest and it's that character. Yeah. I mean, that's really the only way. Or do you think they're going to be able to find a way to nothing's going to hit at anybody and then twist? Well, that's not a fun story. I mean, that's kind of what they do with the movies, right? Yeah, but isn't the or whole... Or try to do sometimes. The fun part about these series is being able to speculate each week and be like, oh, well, I think it's this person now. I think mm-hmm. it's that person now. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they would want to take away from that because people are giving them free publicity by talking about it with everyone. Yeah, that's true. So You hear that, Marvel? (laughs) We're not even charging you. Yeah. This time. Yeah, for now. Season two. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be getting an invoice. Yeah. You might lose money on that series. I'll just tell you that. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, I will say after the events of the last episode, I... Got so enthusiastic about going back and rewatching some of these Marvel stuff. Yeah. Just for the notes, I went back to a couple of the movies to watch specific scenes. Yeah. Just to kind of get a, a better idea of, I think it was the time travel specifically. Yes. I, I wanted to, I went back to look at the scene where they explained time travel. Yeah. And at first I thought this was contradicting. I was like, this does, this sounds like this is the opposite of yeah. what Endgame said time travel was. And to an extent, I'm not sure if I fully disagree with that initial thought, but... You kind of explained it to a sense where I'm like, I guess you could work it like that. To me, it feels like it's a time paradox. Yeah. Is how I can explain this. Yeah. And I might go a little bit further, and this might be a hot take. What if the war that we are told about in that info video mm-hmm. at the first episode of Loki is mm-hmm. actually the war that we are now going to be thrown into with the events of the end of Loki? What if it's just an endless loop of yeah. that's the war that was pruning the other timelines as the resolution, which mm-hmm. caused the one timeline, and then since it's time is, the timelines, you know, are just endless loops of, you know, 
they can travel to younger versions of themselves and older versions of themselves Mm -hmm. at any point, according to the TVA. Yeah. By that sense, the events are always happening. Mm -hmm. Endlessly. Right? So the feeling I get. There's really no end to it. So you could argue that Loki grabbing the Tesseract, doing this, causes the war, Mm -hmm. which then causes the history of the TVA Mm -hmm. to exist, which then brings him back does that make sense i see what you're saying i think that to a certain extent it is cyclical because i felt like he remains really alluded to that like he's like i'll be back basically like mm. we'll be back here again eventually see um, you soon see you soon yeah um but i feel like the it basically at any point in time to me my inter- my interpretation is if you look at the uh time stream as a circle mm-hmm. at any point on this exact point on at this exact point on the circle there's always certain events happening at a certain point in time like big events big events crucial to yes. the timeline yes um and so each time there's a statistical probability that something's going to go wrong and they're going to create a branch mm-hmm. but as soon as the tva prunes that branch now that those have become those were variants and they were taken to the TVA to become mm-hmm. time slaves or whatever um or time time workers whatever they're called uh and <laughs> slaves employees they're not they're not paid so i don't know we don't know that uh, yeah, we it, don't necessarily that's know true, that's we have true. not seen the timekeepers books yeah you, fair enough um okay <laughs> so they're taken away and then but the, the longer this time stream keeps just existing that event keeps happening over and over again, basically. Like, it's always happening at that point. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? In the earlier timeline. Yes. That would make sense, but that would mean they'd have to have an endless supply of personnel to take care of that. Yeah, they are, because they keep pruning more branches. Okay. And they keep getting more personnel every time they prune so a branch. So do you think they have, like, staff that are, like, it's like an Amazon... Or not Amazon. It's like like a delivery truck driver. Yeah, you just yeah. like you have a route. You yes. always go to these houses. Yeah. You always drop off in this neighborhood <laughs> yes. every day. Yes. They're like you always prune this timeline yes. every day. Make sure you're there by twelve oh five. Time is of the essence. Yes. Because maybe sometimes it doesn't happen, but maybe sometimes Loki does get to pick up the Tesseract and mm-hmm. Well what I'm trying to figure out is like, okay. If too many branches eventually happen, eventually something could occur that could completely shift everything so that none of what the TVA is doing would even exist. Yes, correct. In a sense. Yes, although they do exist outside of space and time, so I don't know how they're able to avoid that, but at least that's that's what I thought they said. Yeah, it does seem like they are... They're somehow separate from it. Yeah, they don't age. Yeah. I think they are in space. But they don't seem to age. Yeah. Well, they're not in space, but I think wherever wherever the castle is, yeah. it seems to be in space. Yeah, that seems to be in space, yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I, there's it, just, it's so hard. I, I am confident they are in the quantum realm, and I am curious yeah. if there's multiple quantum realms, because they all have, they're all tied to a universe, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. Unless a quantum realm is defined as not a part of the universe. 
Yeah. Our, our dimension, the, the dimension, right? So is that our so. dimensions a part of the universe that they are with? That's a good question. <laughs> also, if you go back to like Doctor Strange and like things that are said in Endgame mm-hmm. when the the Ancient One says, you know, you pluck the, the time stone out. Yeah. Now you've created a branch yeah. that all the others' timelines are safe, but mine is fucked. Yeah. So... I can't help but wonder the first episode where we find those infinity stones and like how they kind of imply that they're not useful anymore. Mm -hmm. They're not relevant. Yeah. My understanding is they created the timeline. So are they or are they not important to everything that's happening? Because if the he who remains is in control of everything, then does that mean that the infinity stones don't matter? I feel like... Or do they only matter in their universe? I think they only matter in their universe. Do the timelines exist because of each stone combined, or all the stones combined, to make that timeline? And then each timeline has that, and then they just don't work in other timelines. This is one of those things. Kind of like the comics go into, right? Yeah, this is one of those things that I feel like I'm going to be Googling at like 3 in the morning, like... Somebody fucking explain to me what's going on here and how do these two things relate because I can't mix them. Like I can't Mm -hmm. figure out how they go together because they have to match. But And then the bigger question I have is does this all tie into Eternals in any capacity? Do the Eternals have anything to do with what's going on? Because it feels like that's to be like its own thing. But like at the same time, I thought they were all tied to creation of the fucking planets and yeah. whatever at least society civilizations it's yeah. like are they just a microscope of what we've already seen yeah are they like a, a a smaller issue because and also the things that they're doing could theoretically get the tva involved too if they help the wrong person or they hmm. do something that changes the course of history well the whole like you know how they did the whole thing like oh well the, what the avengers did was supposed to happen yeah. It does, again, feel like they were just picking and choosing what was okay and what wasn't. Because yeah. it's whatever doesn't affect us directly is yeah. fine. Yeah. So I think it's not really relevant whether or not the pe- people in this MCU do anything. It's just whether or not the TVA is like, well, uh, we don't like that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So the easy storytelling is... None of these are going to be affected because the TVA just deemed them not important. Yeah. That's true. Because if, if the Eternals are considered a smaller scale thing, mm-hmm. then that's an Earth thing in a different timeline, whatever. It's not it's not relevant to us and what we're doing over here. It's like, yeah. it's not, it's its own thing. Yeah. And then on like a bigger scale, like the Celestials are like uh, higher up from the Eternals, right? So like, what does it mean for that? Like, it, yeah. I'm really curious how things, these other properties are going to tie into what's happening now. Yeah. It just makes everything very complicated. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and we just have no idea. Yeah. And now I'm, like, more confused the, than when we started. The thing is, this, the ending of this series has made more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing if yeah. you're invested in the entire perspective of the MCU. Yeah. That's true. It's exciting going forward, but also it's like, why can't I fucking get these answers now? Yes. <laughs> so, I think the What If series will be a nice breather, though. Yeah. Because it's not going to be important, as far as we know. I think it'll be a, a nice way for Marvel to introduce further examples of a multiverse to 
the general people watching these movies and shows that they don't quite get what it is because they don't read the comics or whatever, right? right? Yeah. I think it's it's kind of used to hold their hand through that idea of all of these different versions. Yeah. Without directly affecting the MCU itself. True. All right. Any final thoughts on the season finale, I guess we can call it, of Loki? Uh, Just, I have questions. But, you know, we're going to have to wait and find out, I guess. (laughs) Do you think we'll get Casey back? Uh, Like an evil Casey who does eat fish? That's all he eats? (laughs) What do they call that? And he does know what a fish is? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. A pescatarian? You, is that what they call it? You well, only eat fish, right? No, it just means you eat vegetable, vegetables and fish. Okay. But they yeah. don't eat other meats. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee we're going to get that. You think so? That's going to be a variant we're going to get of him. Okay. I'm very interested to see what happens with Sylvie after the events of this and how she processes what happens. I think she's going to have her own Loki self-identity whatever journey. Yeah. Uh, like we've seen... Thomas Hiddleston do twice. Yeah. I think we're going to see it with her in season two. Yeah. We kind of have to, right? Yeah. She's either going to double down on being the villain or she's going to want to fix her mistake. Yes. That'll be interesting to see if it goes full circle and you have her coming back to try to reestablish the TVA that existed before when she was... Just to... Just to fix it. Fix order. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Yeah. And then that would be a way to bring Loki into a way of still existing mm-hmm. if he came to help. Whatever. Yeah. All very exciting. Yes. All right. Well, that's it, I think, for our last episode of The Anatomy of Loki. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. Please go ahead and leave us a review or rating on your podcast service. That would help us out a lot. Um, if you have interest in following us on social medias we've got um twitter at dtf pod we've got facebook dissecting this fiction podcast we also have our email you can send us an email directly to request things or ask questions whatever it's uh, dtfpod at gmail.com or you can go check out our website dtfcast.com i also heard that tva was cracking down on people who don't leave reviews for dissecting this fiction <laughs> Yeah, I think I heard that so too. So you may get pruned. Yeah, beware. Just FYI, yeah. you might want to start reviewing our <laughs> podcast Yeah, just to be safe. Yes. Very least, you don't want to cause any dramatic changes in your timeline. Right, right. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Only he who remains knows. And he doesn't remain anymore. So. So no one knows. Let that be a lesson. <laughs> All right, that's it for episode six of Anatomy of Loki, a dissecting this fiction variant. <laughs> I guess you're right. Bye bye.